Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. Which phone is that? That's the second time it's gone off. Never go home. They never go home. They never go home, those, those, those boys. The second captain's world service. It is not war and death and famine. It's not that at all. It's the opposite of that. It's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sports is important. It takes a big person to admit when they were wrong. And this week, on the Second Captain's World Service, Ken Early was that person prepared to put his hand up and say he was wrong. Hey, Murph. Hey, Owen, how's it going? It was pretty weird, wasn't it? <laughs> this was amazing. I just, it was. He, 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 this is uh, uh, genuinely he continues to surprise me mm. Kenner. this is one of the things that I feel keeps our working relationship ticking over he just comes in starts well, I'll explain the situation is it right because it's not any old mea culpa this was Ken choosing of his own volition to go back more than four years to find an article he'd written before the 2018 World Cup in Russia and then proceeding to rip the article to shreds <laughs> we were talking yesterday about the Australian football team's video raising concerns about human rights issues in Qatar some of the blowback they've got for doing that you know if it's such a problem for you why not boycott the tournament and so on and Ken was just kind of crystallising in his own head why it is good to actually protest these things you know it's it, they they should be applauded for what they're doing and forget about people who are trying to take them down but in thinking about that he he had to reckon with some stuff he wrote before the world cup in russia about what the what it meant for that country to be hosting it a few years ago i was thinking i can only really speak for myself Owen, in terms of the whole russia thing i was, i decided to look back at the piece that i wrote to pr- sort of preview the oh, yeah. R- russia world cup in 2018 and it actually started off quoting George Kennan's long telegram right George Kennan being this uh, American diplomat who was like uh, he was kind of their their top guy in Russia sort of thing so he sends this five and a half thousand word memo to back to Washington to sort of say this is what I make of the Stalinist government in in Moscow what this is what I think this is how I think they look at the world this is what I think they're all about uh, you know, for our for our understanding in dealing with the other superpower, um, and what struck me at the time was how it sounded kind of like this is we're seventy two years later now, and a lot of this stuff kind of sounds like you know what I hear now. So a police he, he so quoting from a police regime par excellence reared in the dim half world of Tsarist police intrigue, accustomed to think primarily in terms of police power which commanded an elaborate and far-flung apparatus for exertion of its influence in other countries, an apparatus of amazing flexibility and versatility, managed by people whose experience and skill in underground methods are presumably without parallel in history. Moscow aims to set major Western powers against each other, 
Anti-British talk will be plugged among Americans. Anti-American talk among British continentals, including Germans, will be taught to abhor both Anglo-Saxon powers. Where suspicions exist, they will be fad, where not ignited. Um, relations with the Soviets will be complicated by an atmosphere of ubiquitous cynicism and mistrust. The unsolved mystery as to who, if anyone in this great land, actually receives accurate and unbiased information about the outside world. In atmosphere of oriental secretiveness and conspiracy which pervades this government, possibilities for distorting or poisoning sources and currents of information are infinite. The very disrespect of Russians for objective truth, indeed their disbelief in its existence, leads them to view all stated facts as instruments for furtherance of one ulterior purpose or another. Uh, at bottom of Kremlin's neurotic view of world affairs, this is still kind of, is traditional and instinctive Russian sense of insecurity. Originally, this was insecurity of a peaceful agricultural people trying to live on vast exposed plain in neighborhood of fierce nomadic peoples. To this was added, as Russia came into contact with economically advanced West, fear of more competent, more powerful, more highly organized societies in that area. But this latter type of insecurity was one which afflicted rather Russian rulers than Russian people. For Russian rulers have invariably sensed that their rule was relatively archaic in form, fragile and artificial in its psychological foundation, unable to stand comparison or contact with political systems of Western countries. For this reason, they've always feared foreign penetration, feared direct contact between Western world and their own, feared what would happen if Russians learned truth about world without or foreigners learned truth about world within. So... Okay, it was great for it was great for George Kennan to write most of the first part of my uh, World mm. Cup preview. Um, Hefty contribution to the word count there. Yeah, it was great. Right? <laughs> Three solid paragraphs. Yeah. Um, but then, so, so then I said, oh, you know, the, so this is what he's saying, and, and obviously the Maidan protests uh, had been happening in in, in 2013-14 in Ukraine, and it was clear that this was very the Russian um, government took a very dim view of this because they invaded Ukraine mm. uh, shortly after that and uh, but I so I go on in my this is me now not mm. George Kent uh, yet in December 2010 after Russia won the right to host the World Cup <laughs> the then Prime Minister Putin seemed to be embracing the idea of direct contact of Russia and the world without learning more about each other Putin said so I quote I quote Putin oh, I, mean, yeah. I want to give him a fair crack of the whip yeah, we want to show we're an open and transparent country to the world, said the great Russian leader. Uh, tra traveling fans will see a lot of stereotypes from the previous times. But the more contact we have, the more these stereotypes will be destroyed. The Olympics, these, he means the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi, they invaded Ukraine like the following week. The World Cup and the World Cup will promote the implement, in, implementation of this task. Our country lives without visible and invisible Berlin walls. Shout back to Berlin, where, of course, he spent... Uh, a bit of his early uh, career. So then I say, even as Putin spoke, a narrative was emerging. A narrative was emerging. Mm. That Russia's success had been yet another demonstration of their historic, quote, experience and skill in underhand methods, unquote. That's a quote from George Kennan. With the frustrated English delegation, <laughs> uh, claiming Jesus. that ex, I, I did the crying, crying uh, did uh, claiming that ex-co voters had mysteriously switched sides to back the Russian bid on the beginning of the vote. Few were surprised by the news in 2014 that Russia could not provide much assistance to Michael Garcia's inquiry into FIFA corruption because the rented computers their bid team had used had since been destroyed, along with the bid email accounts and other records. Okay, so I mean, <laughs> like, I, I, for some reason, like, I describe this as a narrative when it's 
it's plain as day what's gone on there, right? Oh, what evidence? So sorry, we destroyed all destroyed. We we simply binned the evidence. We didn't realize it would be evidence. We 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 always bin all yeah. our computers after carrying mm. out important business. It's called compartmentalization. <laughs> you do a job, you destroy all evidence of that job being done. Yeah. Onto the next one. I then make the point that the Sochi Olympics didn't go that well for Russia in the sense that uh, in the build-up to the games, it was widely reported Russia had somehow managed to spend fifty-one billion dollars preparing the facilities. Former Deputy Prime Minister Boris Nemtsov published a report suggesting that up to thirty billion of the budget, thirty out of fifty-one billion, had been stifled, siphoned off into embezzlement and graft. Nemtsov was assassinated in Moscow in 2015, and I then referred to some of the more recent stuff. Since then, Russia's international image has only worsened. Within a week, at the end of the Sochi Games. Russian special forces moved into Crimea. Within a month, Russia formally annexed the peninsula, followed Russian incursions into eastern Ukraine in support of separatist rebels. Then in July 2014, the shooting down of Malaysian Airlines flight MH17 with the loss of two, 298 lives. An international investigation announced last month uh, that the plane had been shot down by a Russian anti-aircraft battery based out of Kursk. The Russian Ministry of Defense denied that any such weapon system had crossed the border into Ukraine. So I've just presented... On one hand, the international investigation, and on the other hand, the Russian Ministry of Defense. He said, she said. Mm. Uh, more than 10,000 have died in the war in Ukraine, but neither that conflict nor Russia's pro-Assad military intervention in Syria, another, uh, you know, there's more, and I haven't even mentioned the word Wagner in this, is the number one factor currently poisoning perceptions of Russia in the West. That would be the allegations of Russian interference and subversion that have convulsed the American political system since the election of Donald Trump. And there have been a series of bizarre and disturbing intrigues, such as the Salisbury poisonings or the recent faking of the death of the Kiev-based Russian journalist Arkady Babchenko. Um, now, this so so I mentioned there the the, the Trump interference mm. thing, which which I remember at the time was a real like after the initial sort of sensation of I remember the New York Times published this huge report saying, "Oh, this all this stuff has gone on," you know, and it seemed wow, really, it's this, you know. but then as it kind of wore on. It sort of became, obviously, that the Mueller investigation didn't ultimately turn up. I think, I think that was only released after this. Well, I can't remember exactly when that report came out. But it kind of seemed apparent from, from a while back that there wasn't really going to be much mm. real evidence of it. And, like, when you think about it, how, how kind of mad it was to, to suggest that, that the Russians could have directed the outcome of an American election. I've no doubt that they that it went that, that election in twenty sixteen went the way they wanted it to go. Mm. You know, they were happy enough with that outcome. Um but the idea that they could that they it was that Trump had won that election because of the help they gave him was just ridiculous. And and seemed to me at the time like these it's a kind of a refusal of the losers of the election to reckon with the reasons why they lost and to sort of blame oh you know this is this is the stitch up the russians did this you know as opposed to like why did so many americans vote for trump and what are we doing wrong here you know what i mean mm. so all all of this means you know relations the image of russia in the west is as bad as it ever has been this is 2018 remember mm. russia simultaneously portrayed again that you know narrative portrayal mm. right as newly sort of and fearful, sophisticated and backward, crafty and stupid, foreigners conditioned to expect the worst. Many journalists of Western media organizations will travel to this World Cup with cheap laptops and burner phones, intending to discard them immediately after the tournament to reduce the chances of being hacked by the Russian security services. Prudence or paranoia, these organizations have decided it's better to be safe than sorry. And there were quite a few people who, who were in that boat. I remember talking to them. They were like, you're using your computer? I was like, yeah. I mean, it just seemed kind of 
alarmist to me. Then every so often I'm looking at like who scored.com or something, the page refreshes and everything, all the characters display in Russian. And I'm thinking, mm. <laughs> should, that, should that be happening? My confusion, Owen, is uh, the World Cup attracts many times more foreign visitors than the Winter Olympics. Rather than being confined to one overpriced southern resort, Sochi, these visitors will find out all over the country they can't avoid coming face to face with the real everyday Russia. Maybe the foreigners fans of media like will arrive with expectations so low they will end up being pleasantly surprised. Maybe they go there braced to negotiate Shadowland of violence, uh, find instead a country much like any other, where the sun shines and the beer flows. As it Ooh, does everywhere else, well, not in, wow. not in Qatar. Maybe they'll come back saying, you know what? Russia really isn't as bad as all that. And maybe after all the terrible things that have happened over the last few years with all the cranking up, of mutual suspicion and hostility, this would be as positive a World Cup legacy as could be hoped for. End. World Cup preview. Send column. So literally what I ended up doing is cheering on the sports washing. Yeah. Like I lay out this catalogue of, of crimes. And then at the end I go, oh, I hope it all works out for them. <laughs> you know? Like that's... That's literally the, the conclusion. I'm like, yeah, let's sports wash this What are day. you thinking? All, the, all, we can, all we can hope for now is a bit of sports washing. Yeah. What are you thinking now in 2022, reading that back? Well, I'm thinking, you know, I, you, there's gullibility. Like, I mean, there's sometimes there's, there's a refusal to accept how bad things really are. I was walking around, you know, the 1936 Olympics and not even really, reg that, that not even registering. Yeah. Really. That's what I that's what I was doing, like walking and going, you know, it's actually quite nice. Yeah, people are nice. And now here I am uh, with the World Cup is going to Qatar. Qatar, a country which doesn't simply doesn't have the scope to do to to commit crimes on the scale that Russia has has proven itself capable of of doing. But I do kind of feel a little <laughs> maybe things are worse than I think. You know, maybe maybe. Basically, what I'm saying is if the Australians want to make this point, then go for it. Make the point. If you feel there's a point that's been made, then you should do it. Mm -hmm. You know, the situation may be even worse than you think. Mm. Uh, maybe this doesn't go far enough. And what a battery gets you into... Uh, yeah, just, it, it, yeah, it gets you into the gray zone, we could say. We all try and, we all try and learn. We all try and maybe not to be so global as, as we were. And it's good that at least some people are, are saying this uh, ahead of time. He didn't have to do it, Murph. He did not have to do it. He didn't. You know, there's the the more I listen to it, the more I realise. You know, it takes a it takes a big man to do that. You know, uh, but you know what else it takes? It takes a man of bulletproof self confidence to do that. Also, <laughs> you would have to say. Uh, you know, he's 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 willing to gamble that you're gonna walk that line with him, and I did. I wa I walked the line with him. Uh, uh, it did contain some gullibility, but hey. You know, what are you going to do? Who here has not? Uh, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's a beautiful summer's day. The breeze is stupendous. 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 Would this podcast be even more stupendous without ads? Without ads? Ads. If so, then join us for daily commercial-free shows at secondcaptains.com for just five euro a month. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not bumping them up. I'm not Irish. I'm just saying my observations, they are amazing. Last night we were in Windmill Lane in Dublin City to chat to Kelly Harrington about her brilliant new book. Kelly, we did the launch last night. Among the guests in the front row was Roddy Doyle, who wrote the thing with Kelly. And we're going to play you a little bit of the interaction now between the two. A round of applause for Roddy Doyle, please. <laughs> Roddy, welcome. What was it like on your end of things working with the great Kelly Harrington? Well, I just got out of the Buddhist retreat this morning. <laughs> And I'm doing very well now, thank you. It was actually great. She's a great talker, as you know. And I remember, I think it was the third time we met, and she was talking about going into Corinthians the first time, the boxing club, with Joey O'Brien. And she said, um, and then Joey taught me the basics. And I said, look, I haven't a clue. What's the basics? And she got up out of her seat, and I thought, oh, no, she's going to describe the basics and I'm going to have to go home and pretend I knew what I was looking at. But she then started flying across the room describing what she was doing. And it was magic. It was absolutely brilliant. And I knew then that, you know, when it came to talking about fights and the language of boxing, that it would be grand, more than grand, that she'd do a great job describing what she does. You know, so um, it was great. It was a, a brilliant experience. What appealed to you about the story, which boxing obviously runs right through it, but is a part of it? What, what, what appealed to you about doing this book again? Well, I think given the time we were living in, coming out of lockdown, but still our lives were really restricted, there was an attention on Kelly that I don't know if it would have been the case if it had been four years earlier or maybe two years from now. So you couldn't help but be aware that. Like, is the old George Hamilton line, the nation, a nation, the nation holds its breath, because that was actually true. And I got up to watch that fight. It was the only fight I watched. And then when we met, Kelly actually texted me about the possibility of writing the book. And I thought, that's bang on. That's the way it should be. And I thought, great. So we met. And um, I asked her, kind of, I thought, well, everybody knows the story. So, you know, what is there, what, what ingredient is there going to be? And I, I felt, well, she's going to be brilliant at telling her story. But I asked her, how did you feel after you won the medal? And her face got quite somber then. And I thought, and it sounds quite brutal, but I thought, brilliant. <laughs> I thought, brilliant, this is interesting. Because I already knew then the homecoming was going to lift us again, you know, in terms of the story. But that, and she started describing to me in this cafe in Dame Street what it had been like. And she got a bit tearful as well, you know. And to, to a tiny, tiny degree, I understood it because after, immediately after winning the Booker Prize in 1993, I mean, there's a sense of elation, but immediately afterwards, you fall down a pit in a way because suddenly you're public property, people pulling off you. Your humanity is taken away from you for a short while. It's a strange thing to cope with. And I'm not, I'm not equating winning a Booker Prize with an Olympic medal. 
but I just felt, well, there's an affinity there. I, I recognized that. So I just thought this could be good. Yeah, that's really well explained. Did you feel the connection pretty early on? Oh, yeah, Jesus. So for years, like, people would be asking questions, and I'd say, ah, save it for the book. I'm not going to tell you, save it. But like I genuinely didn't think there'd ever be a book. So when, when the opportunity came, I said I'd only do the book if it was it ready. And there was a couple of other people suggested it and I'd, I'd said no, no, no. So Roddy was actually busy. He had other stuff going on. And I think Rod, I, I was told Roddy couldn't do it. So I was like, right, get me Roddy's number. <laughs> so I got Roddy's number and I text him and I, I, I said, I, I text him and I asked him, could I meet with him? And then when I met him, I, I put the pressure on a little bit. When I, I, I was leaving, I was like, if, I do the book, uh, if I'm going to do the book, it, it has to be with you. But if it's not with you, I won't do it, like, because I don't want to do it if it's not with you. So I'll leave it with you, like, <laughs> but now there's no pressure around and then, so I left and then and then um, we spoke again and Roddy had told me he spoke to his wife Belinda and that we were going to go ahead and it was going to happen and I was absolutely delighted, absolutely delighted and it, it's been an absolute pleasure. We we had great laugh. I put on a good bit of weight because we ate more croissants and scones <laughs> and drank coffee than I don't know what and we were eating pancakes flat out. <laughs> like, but um, it it was. You know, there wasn't there wasn't a day that I didn't want to go in and meet Roddy and and, and chat. Like you know, it was great. Like I I went to counselling all when I was younger and stuff. And doing the book with Roddy was was priceless. Like it was way better than counselling. That <laughs> <laughs> should be on the book. It's too late to put that verb on the on the back. Uh, Actually, yeah. do, I don't know if anybody knows like. Uh, what I wanted to call the book no. in the first place. <laughs> Roddy was like, no, no, you can't call it that. But I wanted to call it the scrapper. <laughs> Just a little glimpse there into the chemistry between Roddy Doyle and Kelly Harrington that makes for a really excellent sports autobiography. And yes, Murph, I did get the obligatory photographs with Kelly with her doing the boxing punching oh I, I, I should hope you're not so. allowed, I mean, I you're not allowed to have any event with a boxer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and not do that <laughs> do that photograph they mm. just instinctively do it I don't even know if they want to do it or if they're asked to do it it's just, yes. the fist just comes up to stupid presenter's head mm, it's just an a, instinct as now. soon as the camera gets in there yeah, it's not yeah, something yeah. they can even <laughs> control anymore <laughs> muscle memory sign up to the world service secondcaptains.com five or a month plus fat you'll hear every episode ad free and the second captains podcast is part of the Murph uh, I believe it's the ACAST creator A-Cast. network is that correct that's it Murph yeah you've got it there yep the ACAST creator network Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.